0: Yeah, I literally, I remember, like, I got home, I just started crying straight away, mm-hmm. It was like, that is it, sort of thing, but I think the, the hard, not the hardest bit was trying to tell other people then, like, my friends, close friends and family, it was like, yeah, I can't play again, and it was like, what, like, this you are, yeah, sort of thing, um, like, telling, going home, tell Jess, tell my parents, like, and obviously, like, my friends and stuff, yeah, it was pretty, mm. it was a bit of a shock.
1: Just talk it, park it, park it Don't Just talk is <laughs> on. Nipper, how are you doing, brother? I'm all good. Thank you, Ollie. How are you? Good mate, good mate. First and foremost, um, thank you for coming on. Obviously, uh, got a lot of praise after the Gar Nicholas podcast. God, he he done well, here, didn't he? him, <laughs> the man can waffle. <laughs> I did not think he
0: he spoke so highly of me. I was like, blood yeah," took me back a little bit as well. To be fair, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think from everyone else, I think everyone thought he always had a soft spot for you, mate. But because yeah. you could you could uh, flip a game as quick as you wanted it. To be fair, but mate, before I get into it all with you, I just actually um, probably something I actually never told you. Well, it's it's no point to tell you, but I'll I'll tell you now because so when I was in Australia. Um, I just went over there, and we were I signed with the team called Ipswich Jets in Brisbane. They're a feeder team to Brisbane Broncos, and uh, at that stage it was I was only nineteen, so I was eligible to play for the under twenties. But yeah. unfortunately, I got injured. I'd have surgery, and before it though, I was sitting with the I was living with the head coach at the Ipswich Jets. Uh, he played for Leeds Rhinos, Brisbane Broncos, absolute legend. And um, I said to him, I go, mate, there's a guy in in Bridgend, that if he plays league, he'd be one of the best yeah. playing league. And he goes, so Have you got any footage of <laughs> it? Yeah. And you just at this stage come on the scene with the Ospreys and you were like killing it, killing it, killing it. And he goes, Mate, how can I get him over here? <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, he's only on oh. decent quality Ospreys. He's probably going to tell me get fucked. Oh. But, mate, honestly, I, I think if you went down the league route, I don't know if you ever had I an did offer. try it. Did you?
0: Cut um, the Crusaders. C- did you? Okay. They had like a trial game before. Yeah. Um, I think I was, I was in the scrum at one point A hooker, <laughs> hooker Is that yeah, the scrum art? Yeah. No, hooker. yeah Nine is like a Yeah hooker. so I went there And I sort of Had to pick then between Osprey's Academy Or the Crusaders And I sort of just went down the Union roof then But I did play it once so It was on the brewery field Really? So yeah
1: I just think if you played Like a half back or 5'8 Even full back You would have just Yeah Just the style less of the game Less men
0: as well On the pitch as well So you know What's that? It's less people like yeah, on the space. pitch So I know
1: I, yeah always hindsight in it But I always thought If he went to yeah. the league route You would have absolutely killed it but Good mate, I like watching it as well like, Yeah yeah. I'm, I'll am i be honest man I struggle to watch The, the rugby at the oh, moment okay. I go for phases of rugby I yeah. watch league Yeah. watch the NRL But I struggle to watch um, yeah. Even rugby union games sometimes Yeah I know You're Le- quite Le- invested he- in it
0: uh, Yeah I do I do love watching it I'm not going to lie I think yeah. I've Just loved rugby Watching mm. it all the way through So sort of Still love watching it now And try and support the boys As much as I can
1: Nice, mate, nice. Well, mate, I, I'm going to hit you with some hard questions today. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the hardest I'm yeah. ever going to tell you is actually a statement. I reckon my year was better than your year in Bruntig.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Sage telling you all that. Yeah, but no, to be fair, it was good because obviously, like, we, we had a good year. I think the year above us was good as well. Yeah. And obviously, your year below us, like, they were all class rugby years, like, so, which was awesome for Bruntig and. Mm. Um, like a few of your boys went on to do well as well, so yeah, yeah, yeah it was good.
1: It was good, man. But to be fair, um, I used to, you know, we, we never actually tell each other, but I used to watch your year, and just be in awe of you, man, because you were small, obviously, yeah. as well, like myself, and just the way you would play. I remember this one game; it was a penalty, and you won't even remember, but how how the heck I remember this? You played for Brentaig, yeah, and it was a you were, it was a penalty. You went to take the three, and you just like kicked it. Quickly picked the ball up and scored Do you Did I tell that? you what happened before that though? No go on bring it back Because
0: it was like the quarter finals I think of the Welsh up the, Cup Upper school Yep yeah. um, And I got charged down oh. In my own five metre line And they scored I So know. it was like five minutes left or whatever So luckily then I had redeemed myself <laughs> <laughs> So that was the, the story behind that oh. Yeah
1: isn't it mad, though, how how you can remember... I oh, yeah, I literally, literally remember,
0: like, all the boys were looking at me, were like, shit, has he just done that? I was like, <laughs> sorry, boys. <laughs> um, and then five minutes later, it was like, that <laughs> happened, and then we obviously qualified and went through to the semi-final then, so...
1: Yeah. Wow, man, some some good times. and um, How many players have come through Brun Oh,
0: amazing, absolutely amazing. Like, yeah, it was the best decision i ever done to go to mm-hmm. Brun because I was originally an archbishop. Were you? For two months, yeah. Wow. Um... But then all the boys were in Brunetig, so I sort of, like, felt like I was missing out. <laughs> it was the first time, well, Archbishop went won two rugby games when I was there. <laughs> and, then I left, Hague, and then I sort of left and went to Brunetig, and then I haven't looked back since, so. Wow.
1: Well, man, you've had an unbelievable career. Like, even just looking at it now, I had to do a little bit of, uh, obviously, what I remembered, and then yeah. on top of that, then, like, what what the, the web says. But, mate, like, you've, obviously, you come through Brunetig, went to Bridgen College. And then play the Swansea, Bridgend, Ospreys, Bristol, Cardiff Blues. And then, obviously, in between that, representatives, Wales under-18s, the under 20s and then five caps for the first team?
0: Yep, correct, yeah.
1: Man, that that alone is an exceptional yeah, achievement.
0: I know. It's To be fair, I sort of forget about half of stuff like you do. You sort of yeah. just get so caught up with the moment, and then what's going to happen next. Mm. So, yeah, to look back now, obviously, after I've stopped playing, to look back after now it's like... Um, yeah, it's quite emotional. It's just like, oh, yeah, I did do pretty, like, all right for myself, sort of thing. So, but like, when you're in the time, it's such like a roller coaster. So you're like, yeah, what's next, sort of thing.
1: It's always what's next. It's yeah. quite quite interesting to say that. I say to a couple of the players now, you know, like seven year old or eight year old you, all you ever want to do is be a professional yeah. rugby player, play for Wales. Everyone's to
0: put on a Welsh shirt, don't they? So yeah, and then you get there, yeah. and then you think, what's next? Yeah, how do but, I get yeah. to the
1: next? How do I get one more cap? And it's. Yeah. Th- but that seven year old or eight year old with his little half kit on, yeah, all it's he wanted, I know,
0: I know, I mad. I can still remember playing like when I started the half and the seven and the eights, going to all these tournaments and stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden, then, I'm 31 and that's it, like sort of thing. <laughs> so, goes. yeah, with a blink of an eye,
1: do you, do you think like was it always for you you wanted to play rugby, go all the way from a young age, or was it other things first and foremost?
0: It's probably the only good thing I was good at, to be <laughs> honest with you all. Um, I sort of like I think I loved rugby Because all my friends were in there So Mm -hmm. like It was like me, Apsy, Falcon um, Lee Murphy started in the 7s And then the other boys joined along So we sort of grew up together Played from there to youth Into seniors Mm. With the school and stuff as well But like along the way we had a good laugh And we obviously become Really good friends along the way So I think It was sort of when we got to like 15 sixteen is sort of it gets a bit more serious yeah. then so we sort of like few of us went to college and stuff mm. and then just went from there really mm.
1: it's quite interesting though because i i know as well i well I I, I I might be wrong but you were with you got scouted obviously for the Ospreys did they at one stage let you go and then bring you back
0: yeah so it was quite interesting i um under uh, 15s district I was obviously playing oh. and then you obviously get picked, so I was the only one not to get picked for the Osprey 16s, so I didn't actually play Osprey 16s, but then the year later, um, I got picked up early then to play Osprey's 18s by a different coach, so I played Osprey's 18s
1: early. But you didn't play 16s? Yeah, so I never
0: played Osprey's 16s or Wales under 16s, but I got picked then for Osprey's 18s mm-hmm. and Wales under 18s like a year early, so yeah, it was just sort of... I actually remember when I didn't get picked for the Osprey 16s. Like, it, like, I was young, like, and yeah. actually, you could see all the boys getting picked. I was, like, so gutted. I was crying and everything. Yeah. But then I sort of probably went away and worked a bit harder and stuff, got a bit fit and tried to get stronger, and then ended up getting picked then for the under-18s.
1: But too young, being too young to play 18s. But yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah.
0: So it was quite interesting, to be fair, and then, since then, it just yeah. went from there, really.
1: Yeah, I, I, I even think now, like, from uh, you probably never knew, but everyone else would know it. He's like, this guy's gonna make it. Like, I, that's what we always used to think. Yeah. Says, like, um, do you ever feel like you had that pressure on yourself to make it? Because you were the the match winner. Yeah. You were the guy, if anyone's gonna pull someone out his ass, it's him. It was so. Uh, how can I. I
0: could describe myself like Mama, genuine. You either like love me yeah. or you like hate me playing rugby, like, oh, he's too small or whatever. But then other coaches be like, oh no, like, let's get him involved or whatever. But I probably didn't really think, um, like, I just loved playing rugby. That's all yeah. I wanted to do was just play rugby um, for whoever. But then, like, touchwood, luckily I threw chances and then I sort of went all the way. But I didn't really think I was going to play for Wales. Like, I, I probably, I was the hardest critic on myself, mm. apart from my own man, yeah. but like, you sort of obviously want to play for Wales, but I didn't know if I was going to do it or not. So, yeah. but then, yeah, luckily, like I said, it sort of worked out in the end.
1: Mm. Well, even down to the little things like I was going to say about your parents, Elaine and Phil. Yeah, um, they, I, like, I remember just as a youngster how passionate they were about you and obviously your brother. But, like, do you think that was a massive driving force as a youngster having parents like? Them? Oh,
0: huge, massively. Because obviously, like my brother would be playing somewhere else on a Sunday and then so my mum and dad was split up but taking the turns to take us like he'd be Mm. away if I'm away then they'd swap then the weekend after but yeah without them and sort of thing I probably wouldn't have obviously done as good as I would have sort of thing because take me to training and stuff you just probably you don't really appreciate it when you're younger because you don't really understand as much so it's looking back now Mm. then you think oh. Yeah, fair play. They done a lot. To be fair,
1: your dad was a fit bag of mine, If I yeah,
0: remember. yeah, he still thinks he's fit. He <laughs> 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 uh, still do a job He's getting only. old now, but yeah, um, yeah, it's quite funny actually. We had a press up competition before my we wedding. <laughs> he actually beat me as well. I was gutted. Really? Yeah, I was gutted. Oh, he still gets yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. So yeah, fair play. I'll <laughs> give him that <laughs> <all>, one. <man. laughs>
1: <laughs> you only got married like two weeks ago. <laughs> I know, last summer. So yeah, it was a big, a big, like. So you still fit then? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. But um, yeah, man. Like, obviously, you got people like your parents. You know, growing up, the school Brentaig was very influential. Like, there were some good coaches there. I cut. You had Harris. Was Mister Harris?
0: Mister Harris, Alan Harris. Yeah, he was your. He was, he was awesome.
1: Yeah, he loved you. Didn't yeah,
0: he? he was so good. <laughs> Again, like I think he remind me of Garnick so much. Just sort of. Um, the way he was, he'd get the best out of the players. Like we had such a tight group of boys, but like he was the ringleader of it all. Yeah. So he'd sort of know how to get the best out of each individual and then it was the same with Yoya, like Yoyo was really successful as well, so like we sort of had not had to win, but we sort of he just guided us to win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was like playing in when you're like sixteen, it was like a chance of playing play in the Millennium Stadium and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was It just, he was class. Mm.
1: It's funny, right, off the subject a bit, when we were at Brintig, I remember I'd get in trouble and I'd get sent to the headmaster's Yeah, way. And then oh, the headmaster at the time, literally I'd be like, tail in between my legs, Yeah, saying, fuck, what have I done now? As soon as I get there, he'd go, Hi, Ollie. Yeah. Uh, how's rugby, mate? I'm like, yeah, good. All right, Sam, on your way. I'm on your way, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. It. It's funny how the school. I've,
0: yeah, I think Brintaig's had like the repetition for rugby is massive, isn't it? Yeah. So it's sort of. Not they had to do well, but they just had like. I remember, I think like Reese yeah, sort of. Yeah. As far as I can remember, they were always like the best and they sort of just come down then, didn't mm. it? So it was sort of. You have to live up to winning trophies and stuff like that so yeah, yeah it, was, it was good to put it this way like it was good being a rugby player in yeah. especially for me i'm in the brightest in the classroom so <laughs> same year <here, man>. yeah <laughs> just gotta wig it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just used to like the trips away roslyn yeah Park oh the sevens. yeah yeah how did you boys get in the, se- uh, the um, seven roslyn Park.
0: year eight we lost in the final mm. and then year 11 we managed to win it then so wow yeah it was pretty special mm.
1: Yeah, man, that's some good times. They've just got some big nostalgia oh, now class. thinking about it. So moving on, man, obviously then you you finally broke into the, the first team, like got into the first team squad with the Ospreys. Yeah. Who was the coach at the time?
0: Um, Scott Johnson, Sean Harley and Jonathan Humphries.
1: Was this to the stage when it was like the Galactic? Oh, my God,
0: they are like... I remember, I think it was me, Eli Walker, Dan Baker, like all the same age. And we got called up into the first team. And I remember just looking around thinking... Am I in the right place? Yeah. Because you had like Mike Phillips, James Hook, Dan Bigger, Shane Williams, Tommy Bow, all wow. like Henson, Bernie, you had all these players. Yeah. I was just like, fucking lost beer. Because <laughs> you like watch them on the weekend mm. and then all of a sudden, then, like on a Monday, you're training against them basically. Wow. So,
1: was it a stage that when you were at, at training, um, you know, were you with these type of players? Was it more they enhanced your skill set? Were they like more like, Wanting you to, to play your natural game, or was it stick to a process?
0: Oh, they they were awesome, Like to be fair. They were so good. Like, really welcoming Obviously, I was like 18, so sort of mm. you go into the change rooms and these meetings, and you're like looking around, and it's like, shit, mm. what is going on here? But then on the pitch, you sort of just do what you do sort of thing, just play rugby, basically. So, mm. um, yeah, it, that was special.
1: I bet, man! What a team! I don't think the Ospreys will ever replicate that squad. No,
0: like I think if you probably look back, they probably underachieved massively. Like mm. with the team there, it was full of internationals, and then obviously had like Tommy Bow from Ireland and stuff. Nicky Walker, then
1: you, who was the fo- number eight? Then was it um, then?
0: Jerry Collins? Was Jerry it? Collins, yeah,
1: it was. T- was it um,
0: Marty Haller, Tia Tia, Tia That's the guy's thing. Like, yeah. All these players and you think, Oh, didn't they win? Justin Marshall was he then? Yeah, I think he, he was just before me. Okay. But you just think, Oh, they didn't win more. But wow. yeah, it was pretty surreal. So
1: in that in environment then, I know Bernie was a massive trainer, very competitive. Was it anyone who like really strung out to you like, wow, that guy's fit? I know you're probably up the front with the bleep tests and everything, but
0: um most of the scrum halves are always fit. I think like Shane Williams he would obviously be like the speed tests, and he just absolutely blew everyone off a park. Um Justin Tipperick, he was sort of just breaking through mm-hmm. as well, but he would always be, yeah, he'd be up there. Like he'd be on the fittest as well. So wow, yeah,
1: made that team just. It's mad, I know. That, yeah. You just name them players, <laughs> and
0: like that's without like the front row with Adam, Adam Jones, yeah, Hibbard, hook, Hibbard, Duncan, British Bull Lions like, Yeah, I know. It's just incredible.
1: Yeah, well I'm just thinking of that team now. Alan Wynn Jones is obviously 2nd Yeah, Ian Evans Ian, Ian Evans, Ian Goff. Ian
0: Goff. Ryan Jones. Shit. <laughs> I know it's mental. <laughs> like literally. Absolutely mental.
1: That that salary cap then was it a salary cap? <laughs> I know. <laughs> a couple of brown <laughs> They paper, done well, whatever they done anyway. A couple so. of brown paper bags yeah. getting around for sure. <laughs> well man, your debut. Who was it against? Um So I've
0: oh, I played a couple of preseason games, but then I actually had my first Game up in Newcastle in the LV Cup. So I think I was meant to be on the bench, but then Dave Flan was there at the time, he pulled out. So I had my first start then against Newcastle in the LV Cup. Wow. So yeah, that was like, I think I was 18. So it was a couple of youngsters, like Webby was playing, Ashley Beck, Garth Owen, mm. Christian Phillips. So it was sort of few of us together. But again, like they were all class players as well. And we had a mixture then of a couple of older heads, like Duncan was still playing. Yeah, Levin Davis, the hooker. Yeah, so, yeah, like, it was yeah. a couple of old lads in the forwards, but oh, it was all like so good.
1: Sonny Parker. Sonny Parker. Yeah. Wow. So I like, loved him. The
0: balance between the older heads and the youngs, yeah. youngsters was spot on. so
1: hey, You've just said so many players right now that I'm thinking, wow. And you think, stars I know, I know. Individual stars. You've got Gavin Henson, you've got Ashley Beck, you've yeah. got Sonny Parker. Like, there's three internationals, I two it's British, British <laughs> Lions. You, you, oh, they well. like,
0: kept them all happy, I'll never know,
1: but... Yeah, yeah, but, yeah that's what I was going to say. Maybe that was the issue then, that there were so many... Put, like, um, they had enough for two Superstars. Teams, like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm just thinking of it all right now, that that team. <laughs> it's but mad. you just being in that presence, yeah. man, that's only going to uplift you at that stage.
0: Yeah, you sort of like... I think, you don't take it for granted, but I just think, if I look back now, I probably wish I... Tried to appreciate it more, mm. but then you play one game and then automatically, yeah, and you're looking to the next game, so you haven't really got time to reflect whatever's happening. You're in training, mm. you're moving on to the next game, yeah. And the next game was then actually down the brewery field, mm. um, against Leicester Tigers. So it was sort of wow. it was so good to play down by Gen. like it was 18, my home debut, yeah, like against Leicester in a full packed, um. Brewery field, it was just like awesome to be fair.
1: Man, wow, that's amazing. I know that is amazing, especially the brewery field, such a home, yeah, hometown, yeah, f- hometown exactly. for us both. But what I was going to say, this is a bit off the topic, well, similar, but just for more on the the side of people to educate them on. So, when you're a youngster and you're coming into a team, you're getting your couple of first team games and you'll get dropped back to maybe the premiership, yeah. Swansea, or the Ravens yeah. at the time. How do you deal with that? Because there's some players right now that probably got. You know, they get an itch and yeah. they want to just keep going. You're going to bless the Tigers and then going back to Ebervale, maybe, the next week.
0: Yeah, it, it happened to me. Like, I think I was at Swansea at the time, so I was obviously playing, like, these teams where I'd go back to Swansea. But for me, it was like, um, like, I just wanted to play week mm. in, week out and just try and play as much as I could, especially being so young. I think all you want to do is play to try and get better and stuff like that. So I really looked forward to going back to Swansea. They had, like, um, a good setup down there, good coaches, yeah, good team. So it was, like, for me, yeah, and when I get c- called back for the Ospreys then, it was like, come on, let's try and mm. take my chance again, sort of thing.
1: You played, if I got it right 65 games for the Ospreys. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Did you then... Were you did. Like I needed... Did you get called into the Welsh squad at that stage, or was it um, after... Oh, i was break? such
0: a... So, I was... I think I was 21, so... I was leaving the Ospreys, and I signed for Bristol. <coughs> That's right. But they had um, a trial game in the Liberty Stadium. Possible as Yeah, so it was sort of like... I haven't played rugby since, like, February or March. Because of the... Um, yeah, I just weren't really getting picked, and I was leaving. So it was sort of like... Um, yeah, I was just waiting to go to Bristol, really. I was looking forward to starting Bristol in the summer. Mm. And then I had a phone call to say, like, look, you're involved in this game. So I got happy day, so... I was like Not being nervous But it was like I literally unplayed played for months Sort of thing know, yeah, yeah. So um, Yeah it just Literally went from there Then went to training In the summer And then I think we had two weeks training And then we played And that was it Then again Because mm. I think that was a massive moment Of my career Like I think Yeah Because I w- oh, it was getting I was playing outside half Trained outside half The whole time Um, I was on the bench And then I come on a full back That's right but I never played 15. So I was like, not checked in the deep end, but I literally remember looking around. And I think the at half time, our team were having a bit of hammering. And literally, Neil Jenkins just looked at me. He was like, hey but you're on. It's like, fuck. Just about to go to warm up to do my, like, my own thing. He's like, No, you're on now. I was like, Oh, fuck. Come on then. So, but for me, that was probably better because I didn't have time I had to think. think. about it. Wow. Scrum hat on. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and then that second half, like, I. Had a couple of runs and stuff, and then they named the squad then to go to South Africa straight after the game. So, um, like, I didn't, well, I never thought I would have been picked, and then Mm. they read out my name, and then that was it then.
1: Wow. Do you think if you were starting that game, the nerves and everything of having such a time away would have, maybe the outcome would have been different? Yeah,
0: probably, because I sort of um when you don't have time to think about it like i was one of them if i didn't think about it just played Mm. it was like way better for myself personally yeah I think the more time i think you overthink it and whatever so yeah yeah, for me it was like write you straight on and that's it Mm. just go do your thing
1: it's quite interesting how jenks is neil jenks is this you can't get on (laughs) yeah he's like
0: (laughs) i remember like i was going out to warm up he's like no but you're on i was like fucking hell Panic <laughs> But uh, Yeah Now literally again That was it Like it was all Looking back for me then
1: That was probably one of your best games as well
0: Yeah literally I had a, like 40 minutes It was down the Liberty Packed out um, A couple of runs Like Made a couple of line breaks And whatever And then Yeah That was it Like sort of thing
1: Do you find then For instance I, I know I'm going back a bit you, But You're very much An eyes up player Yeah Like you, you What you see Yeah You're going to go Like so, obviously, when you get into the professional realm, it's very structured based, it's very play for play, this, that, and the other. How do you find that takes. Because everyone says, oh, you know, it takes the talent of a player, but yeah. how, how does that work with you? Um, with you?
0: It's sort of like. It depends who coaches you, really. Like, I think someone knows you're like an extinct player. They won't. Not like everyone needs coaching, but they won't overcoach you. Mm. So they sort of just do bits and bobs throughout the week, but then in the game, then it's just sort of. Just go do what you could do, sort mm. of thing. Like just don't, don't yeah. overthink it and just play rugby. So it's yeah. just literally pick your head up and mm. if it's on, it's on, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense
0: because yeah. otherwise, you, like I found, probably when I went through like a bad run of form before, I'd be overthinking everything and mm. probably try too hard. Then instead of just less is probably a bit more sometimes, and yeah. you've got to trust yourself more than anything. Mm. um not overthinking thinking it like
1: yeah it's so true that's so true cuz i just always used to think about that when i watched you play obviously as a youngster as a kid you just play eyes up for the college you yeah. just run kick pass or whatever was on you do it and i'd i'd say maybe Wallow and garnick back up at bgen college yeah. would influence that
0: massively like if like obviously Gar was on the other every week the biggest thing with Gar was like he actually the nil yeah just putting his arm around me and sort of giving me the confidence, mm. and yeah, he did shout when we went, and I went in the right strap. <laughs> <drop>. and <laughs> like, that was it then, but after that, we made friends again, and sort of like, yeah, but with Guy, who's so good at managing yeah. me, um, another good one was Richard Webster, oh yeah, Swansea. Swansea, yeah, like, the same again, put my arm, put his arm around me, give me the confidence, and then that was it, sort of thing, I just wouldn't wow. look back again, it was just sort of... They sort of trusted me and gave me confidence and belief, and then I could just go and do my thing.
1: Mm. Yeah. I he's an odd bastard, though, Richard Webb. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't want to get. It was quite, quite funny because
0: um, when we were training, if you ever put your hands in your pocket, bear in mind, we're down in St. Ellen's, it's pissing down, so windy, <laughs> freezing cold. If you ever got caught putting your hands in your pocket, he'd make you lie down at the end of the session, the whole team would run across your back. <laughs> I swear down. So you don't, No way. Yeah, because he just wanted literally like to make everyone. Tough and tougher. hard, yeah. <laughs> Which like is is funny now, but like I remember I did it in one session, I forgot, and then um like another he was good. He literally lied next to me to protect me. <laughs> so everyone was running across him and I like, didn't have a scratch on my back end. But uh, if it was someone else, he was just letting them trampling. have it basically. Yeah. You've got all these props like just running straight over the top of you.
1: I like that I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, probably. he was good. He was like old school but again he was so good at like just Understanding players Yeah it's just getting the best out of mm. your players and stuff really So true
1: So yeah man going back to that Now obviously Richard Webster, <laughs> hell of a guy And he's coached along for he wa- I don't know if he's coaching anymore but he was co- I
0: he don't think he them. does it anymore But he's oh. like sort of um, He done Swansea for years mm. And then he was in Wales in the 20s He had me for a year yeah. there So he went up to my stay again as well
1: Yeah I'm going a bit sporadic here, but now we've gone, you just said Wales in yeah. the 20s. You're the only team at that era in the Wales in the 20s World Cup, I believe it was, yeah. to beat the Baby Blacks.
0: Yeah, bearing in mind the year before, we lost <laughs> like 2-0. Yeah. But the team they had was like incredible. But yeah, the following year then, um, under Danny Wilson, we actually we beat them 9-6.
1: Danny Wilson, is he coaching? Harlequins, Harlequins. yeah,
0: but he was our Wales in the 20s coach. Oh. Is another very yeah, yeah. good coach as well. So, um, but yeah, they, we were the first team to beat them. So,
1: how many of those players now are, would you say are playing for in in New Zealand or playing high level?
0: Um, I think there's quite a few in that year, but the year before when they hammered us, it was like the whole 15 sort of went on to play for New Zealand. So, it sort of, if oh, you look back now, you <laughs> think, oh, you can understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, sort of thing. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, when I read that up and I seen you, you won 9-6, was it? 9-6, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: You kicked the conversions? I think I had one and then Tom Pride had two of them. Um, Tom Prydy. Harbers, he was on fire that game. Was he? Yeah, he was, I think he was MOM, he was class. Wow. Oh. He was so good.
1: You two, obviously through the years from Brintake to the college to the Ospreys, you guys had a very good combination. I think you were like chalk and cheese a bit, though. You'd, yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd bark at each other. You're like a married couple, yeah. but then... It you, worked, you didn't worked, it? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was quite interesting how that dynamic... Because yeah. he's very controlled, but you'd yeah. be very off the cuff.
0: So he was like... But I think that's how it worked, sort of thing. Yeah. It was like... And then, obviously, like... I think Carl spoke about Haber's, Like He'd be, be out warming up at 2 o'clock, and Haber's literally be sitting there in his box, getting changed. And like... <laughs> Guys, pull his ear out, looking at him, but I, s- I sort of like getting the boys new, just, just let him be and he'll come
1: and do his own thing his own time sort of thing. So he's very superstitious then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, wow. My well, man, obviously those games for the Ospreys, will go, I'm going to fast forward a bit now, those yeah. games for the Ospreys, you know, playing against those players, the opportunities you had and then from that then, what was the reasoning behind going to Bristol? Um, throughout my Like Osprey's career I was always like Because
0: Dan Bigger was there mm. So it was sort of And he was So I was 18 He was 21 So it was always like He was young as well So like I think I played a lot Off the bench More than anything Which I didn't mind But I got to the point Where it was like I need to probably start If I career Once I kick on I need to start playing mm. And starting games So um, Sean Harley actually Went to Bristol The year before I got there So I sort of He got me in touch with Andy Robertson, who was the director of rugby at Bristol at the time. I met him; absolutely loved him. Thought he was barking mad, (laughs) but he was old school, but he was so good. And then, um, yeah, that was it. Signed for Bristol at twenty-one. Yeah, absolutely loved it there. You there one season or two? Two two years. Two years. Yeah,
1: mate. You in those two years? One of those years, you obviously the team got promoted.
0: Yeah. So the oh my god, it was mad. The first year I was there. Um, we lost a Worcester That's right Last kick of the game by a point That's right So we didn't <laughs> <laughs> It was mental And then the next like, year then the then next year we, we went up And then I moved to Cardiff then
1: But you got play of the season as well in that. Yeah moment. so
0: the first year I sort of um, I played quite a lot Like I was always start. Like that's why mm-hmm. it was so nice for me I was like 21 and I needed the plays But I'd be starting 10 It was in the championship Where we had like Quite a good team Compared to the other teams So we sort of Without, it went, we were confident, but we'd go into most games knowing we were going to win. It was just sort of on our terms. But like for me, uh, being young, 10, I just needed to play as much as I can. Yeah, and get the, as much confidence as I can. It was awesome. And um,
1: What the, changed there though? Because you just started to have this new lease of life there.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I've just playing week in, week out, more than anything, it was sort of going to be like starting or at least coming off a bench but I was going to be there or thereabouts all the time. So um, like the coaches there were awesome. It was obviously Andy Robson was like the boss. Sean Harley was there. Uh, Danny Wilson. And then Matt Sheraton, jockey, mm. which he, he's coached me for about 10 years. Like he was there and he was so good for me yeah. when I sort of come there.
1: So they basically, you knew what you were getting yourself into essentially. They knew what they were getting out yeah. of you. And you yeah. Knew,
0: yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah, we had like such a good team as well, and mm. the players we had were like incredible.
1: Do you have any regrets now? If, whether coming back was the, the best thing?
0: Um, so, for, like, so after my first year at Bristol, I actually got called up to the Welsh squad. Then um, to the and two thousand fifteen World Cup squad. Mm. So it was like forty fifty players. So I man, like they kept cutting us down. I actually made the final squad, That's right. which again I was just like. I don't know, I I, it's just one of them, we probably don't think about it, but like it was sort of, you go to these training camps, I knew I was quite fit already, so I sort of knew I'd stand a chance and all that, um, yeah, and I literally managed to make the 31-man squad, and then there was no looking back then, wow. so I missed probably the second half of the season in Bristol, but then come Christmas time, I had like a. it was such a tough decision whether... Like because I Bristol want me to stay and absolutely loved to there, but then if I want to play for Wales, I sort of had to come back to yeah. play for Wales. So I was just like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" Sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's tough in it. When, yeah, when it was so tough because I
0: yeah, and then like because obviously want the I had a sniff of playing for Wales. I was like, "Oh my god, mm. I want to sort of do that again." But then Bristol was so good to me on the other hand. I was like, my loyalty is sort of there, and like. Mm. The Fans and stuff was amazing playing in Ashton Gate, like it was so, such a good experience.
1: Good times, man. They were well, they, they're, they're a force now, but oh, yeah, that team coming through then. The winger, I believe, was it Lima,
0: David uh, Lemmy? Lemmy, that's right, fittest man I've ever seen, <laughs> really, honest to god. So, I was 21, god, you must have been about he never told me his real age, <laughs> put it that way, but like a, he must have been 35, 36. That's the wow. Um, and I'd always do my fitness next to him And he'd beat me every time Wow And I'd like At the end I'd be lying on the floor And he'd be just walking around Smiling And I'd be <laughs> looking at him Just thinking What the fuck is going on Yeah, <laughs> But like he was like He was so good for mm. Bristol And like he's a Bristol legend basically yeah. So But to have players like that As a youngster Yeah yeah And like you look and you're thinking Vika still He's doing it now He's beating mm. me and everything So it was like yeah. I, got up, I got up my game beer
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you find yourself like they say when you're in your thir- in your twenties, your body looks after you, and then in your thirties or forties, yeah. you have to look after yeah. your body. Yeah. Do you think you maintain or looked after your body, or the body um, was just very? Yeah, healthy I tried
0: with- to as probably as much as I could. Probably looking back, uh, early on, like I probably didn't as much, but then as you get older, it does creep up on you a little bit. So you sort of have to mm. look after your body a little bit better
1: it's just interesting to find out I, I, I'm always intrigued about like how people look after their bodies like you know the, you've got the ice baths and all yeah. that now I, ice baths were important back then but I don't think they're as big as they are no
0: um, cryos I found the cryo good like that was really good and stuff even just having like a massage and stuff yeah. like that like was awesome as well
1: so then that happened and those two amazing years there like you said it must have been definitely hard to, to leave Bristol but then going to the Blues yeah that what was that journey like?
0: Roller coaster, yeah, yeah. But no, it was a like I wouldn't change anything now, sort of, ever, just because of the way it's all panned out. But like, yeah, it was it was amazing. Like the first within the first two years of the Blues, we won the Challenge Cup. So like, literally straight away, like we were winning trophies, which was mm. class. And then, yeah, like we had hell of a squad as well. So like. But I think the key to, like, the squads back when I was growing up was being a youngster, It was a lot of older heads yeah. with experience. Yeah. And they'd sort of look after younger boys in a good way and put you in your place. You had to sort of earn your respect, like, in a way. Yeah. With, like, Nick Williams and people like that. You put
1: it, put it in Yeah, your you're
0: not, like, messing about in front of them or whatever. So, but that was pretty good.
1: Do you think that's changed now?
0: Yeah, but, uh, now, like, if you think... Like, you look at the blue squad now, so young, mm. there's not many senior players there, so it's sort of like, but well, they haven't got a choice. Yeah. But, like, as before, like, going to the Ospreys, Bristol and Cardiff for the start, they had all these older players, and I, that's why I think what makes, like, a good squad and team morale and everything, is having the balance between mm. older heads and younger heads, basically. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. So, last season, like, when I was playing... um. I have I stopped playing for the four years, and I played last year. And we had a video session, and I was in the video. And I used to be that youngster who would just keep his mouth shut and just I was like, put my yeah, head down. Yeah, and then now, obviously, thirty. You're like, yeah. I sat there, and I was like about to talk <laughs> yeah. and this little nineteen year old, just yeah. pop, start speaking up and yeah. telling people what's going wrong, and I'm thinking. Who the fuck yeah, Get in the mic I know, like, that, I know That would never happen No
0: that Back end You'd be like You Even the little things Like going on the bus You'd never yeah. walk The back of the bus Never at the back of the bus Get down the, the front Know <laughs> your fucking place And that's the end of it In your stripes But that's what I found so good Like you sort yeah. of Just keep your head down Yeah Just keep yourself to yourself Do what you gotta do And that's it Like mm. Let the older boys do what they got to do Let then. them do. Yeah. But
1: you'd get giddy, man. When they complimented you, or if they even mentioned your name as a youngster, I'd get yeah, giddy about them. Fucking up <laughs> to the <hide. laughs> <laughs> What have I done now? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's good times, man. It's good times. So then, mate, you're talking about the blues and stuff now. Like, when you went there, who was the coach at that um,
0: stage? So Danny. Danny Wilson. Wilson and Matt Cherrett. then were yeah. coaching, which, like, I trusted them both, and they were awesome and... Um, the way they were with the bodies and stuff. Like, I think that's, again, how we were so
1: successful, really. Mm. I remember this one try you did against Saracens. Yeah. In those situations now, so if I got it right, they kicked the ball back to you. Yeah. Or was it a high ball?
0: Yeah, high ball, sort of. I think I caught it out on my 22. But again, it was like... Fuck, I remember doing an interview about that, and it was just like, what, what was you thinking? It was like, just catch the ball and run. Yeah. But that's all I know. Like, when I was playing rugby... I just want to run with the ball. So, yeah. for me, I was just doing my thing. And then yeah. when you look back, at it, you're like, "Oh fuck yeah!"
1: Wow, how did that happen? Yeah, could, yeah,
0: basically, like fuck, I can't remember seeing him there. But like, for me as a not like instinct player, that's all I want to do is just run with the ball.
1: Because for some people, that would be the night. Like when Coach's I think nightmare. about, yeah, someone's yeah. nightmare. But if I go, it's anyone I want to catch that ball. In that situation, it's a, it's a few people that come to my mind, but you're definitely up there. Yeah. Because you spot a gap. You just go. And yeah, then yeah.
0: Like, I can't in- in explain to you, like, how yeah. or what, way, why. It's just, like, I was born to <laughs> do that, basically, yeah. sort of thing. And that was... Me when I was playing my best rugby and stuff, I'd just one thing, I'd get the ball and just mm. go, sort of thing.
1: Is that why you was always good at Bobby knocking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of cheeses from the tent, running around back. <laughs> then we the get t- caught. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. There's a couple of questions <laughs> I'm going to ask you, man, and, and yeah. well, before I ask you those questions, actually, more I think about it, there was a coach there, man. Uh, the, at the Blues I, I honestly think from my opinion from seeing you at a young age you're a year older than me and being in such an awe of you Math yeah. because you're a short king like me yeah <laughs> I know we're not uh, blessed with height <laughs> not blessed with height but what I will say about you man you give people like me hope yeah um, because I wasn't I don't think I was you know the biggest or the, or, or the most skillful but I was I just wanted to be i I always wanted to try and think I like could punch above my weight. Yeah. And that's one thing you, you
0: always did. Yeah, you, you have to. Mm. There's no other option. Like, you no, can not.
1: Because the easiest thing to do for someone like me or, or you is if you miss a tackle, yeah. the first thing they say, well, he's small. Yeah. He's too small to play. Did you ever feel the, well, p- like the pressure?
0: I, I think I oh, was getting nailed on the head. Like when um like I was like 12 stone soaking wet. So I knew I wasn't always going to make every tackle. It's just... Of an 18 stone person running me, mm. like I'll try my best, but then I always flip it on the other foot. If I'm running at someone who's 18 stone, I'd back mm-hmm. myself to beat them. So yeah. it sort of works both ways, doesn't it? Um Yeah, so for me, it was just probably trying to just try your best and mm. be, a, be a speed bump as much <laughs> as you can. <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah. On top of that now, when you were there with Da Young, I, I've heard so many good things and bad things about Da Young. And like you said... Marmite type of thing You yeah. either love him Or hate yeah. him How did he impact Your career?
0: Uh, die He was he was good Like I think He was Really good It was just The awkward thing Was probably like With Covid and stuff mm. So like It's hard to probably It sounds silly But hard to motivate The boys yeah. When you're playing In front of no one mm. Like little things Like that You probably take for granted As a player Running out in a, a full crowd yeah, Sort of thing So it was tough Like times When Dye come in It was literally full on COVID so mm. but after that I sort of did get a little bit better obviously the people could come in and stuff again but um okay. yeah it was good like and it was good like Harlemay Moss was there as well when I was at Cardiff for 15 yeah. so he, he, he was like such a talented player as well mm. like unbelievable so it was good competition.
1: That's good. Were you one of the players that when COVID hit Got stuck in South Africa. Yes. Was that what was that experience like? Was it two couple of weeks? There?
0: Fucking absolutely <laughs> horrific. Really, <laughs> my worst nightmare. That is really. Yeah.
1: What What happened? Like, what, did, um, what was the protocol? What What? How did it go down?
0: We, yeah, I was fucking bonkers. It was like basically we were out there being normal, and then we woke. We went to play like a, on a Sunday. We woke up on a Friday, and it was like a red alert in South Africa. New strain of COVID. And then we didn't really probably think it was that serious, so we went to train. Mm. By the time we come back to the hotel, it was like our team manager was like, right, boys, you got to stay in your room now. Mm. And we were like fucking joking sort of thing. Like that's, I think, well, f- for me anyway personally, just being stuck in one room is literally my worst nightmare. I was like, I can't. Mm. I was like, I literally cannot do this. But um, yeah, we got stuck out there for like 10 days. Wow. Then we finally back to Gatwick, and then we had to do another 10 days in a hotel.
1: Wow, in Gatwick?
0: Yeah, in like a hotel. Oh, wow. That's and cool. you couldn't leave a room. Or you could leave a room for like 10 minutes, and that was it.
1: So you are literally just in a hotel room for that whole... Yeah. And
0: that's when, oh my God, like Jess was... I was in South Africa, and I was like tweaked in <laughs> I lost a part, like I was literally, what I was going, like I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. Because normally I'm up and out early. Up and at, yeah, out, yeah. Out all day Running, we're running about and doing a come on man! Like later on But like You wake up in the room And you're like Fuck what am I doing now You're training And you're like What's next <laughs> <laughs> or so you just uh, train in your room Yeah
1: Wow Yeah I, I'm Luckily I never experienced any of that I think oh, we had no. a couple of days in Australia Of it And then That was it Yeah like, like, I, <laughs> I remember There was a, that scenario happen I just was curious And yeah man You seemed like you got the brunt of it
0: Oh yeah we did It was sort of I think we the Card Blues were up there, Munster and Zebra. Mm. We were all like in, locked in the same hotel. Or oh, on the Scarlets, but they were in a different hotel. And we were sort of like literally going to the airport to fly home. And then someone came running out the airport, but like, oh, no, you're not coming. Because like two boys would have COVID. Yeah. Because we were all a part of it. They were like, no, you're not coming in here, basically. Mm. So back to your hotel you go. So you get your hopes up, thinking like, oh, happy days of going home. Then next thing you know, you're back in the hotel again. <laughs> I, yeah, so you uh, get your
1: hope up, and then you just get yeah, you yeah. losing your marbles a bit there. Yeah, man, I, I want to say as well. You, you mentioned your partner Jess. So obviously, Jess was one of the nurses with my dad. Yeah, and um, man, I'm forever grateful for that woman. She is an absolute diamond of a of a person. Very very funny. <laughs> she is. She, she is just, a diamond. Yeah, she's. Um, I was very grateful for yeah. her to be looking after my dad. So I'm hope she listens to this and. I'm oh, she'll be listening. I. <laughs> I've been warned both
0: we'll to say and not what <laughs> not. But um, yeah. Like again, it's probably um, like every well everyone, but every like rugby player you go through ups or downs. Their careers, yeah. injuries, but like it's nice to go home to know you got someone there to support you. Yeah, which has been like an awesome sort of thing. No, you could go home and you could just vent to her mm. more than anything. So
1: I remember her saying one thing. Uh, she goes, uh, <laughs> so "I was in there, and She's like, um." Oh, she said, oh, see, I'm from Mirtha, is she from yeah, Mirtha? She Mirtha. goes, yeah, I see, Merthyr. And then I moved to Bridgend, and everyone yeah. thought I was posh. <laughs> 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 You're not posh, Oh, she sticks out like a
0: so, nah. Uh Yeah, uh, it's just good. a different world up in Mirtha and the valleys isn't it compared to Bridgend. so. How's yeah. it being a father? Uh, amazing. Yeah. tyron Nah, mm-hmm. it's, it is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, sort of like, again, probably don't have time to think about anything mm. else when both kids are screaming at you. But, um, <laughs> nah, it's good. It's awesome.
1: Good stuff. I bet it helps the transition from retiring now and just, like... Yeah, it's, kids. like,
0: literally... um, Like, I was on crutches for six weeks, but, like, it was the summer holidays as well, so both kids are off. So, sort of, like, don't have time to, like, literally think about anything else then yeah just trying to look after the two kids, but then no, Jess will always say, I'm like the third kid in the house, because <laughs> I'll wind the kids up, and then she's shouting at me, so it's <laughs> so not going to affect. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh, mate. Well, um, the other thing I was going to say is, obviously, that injury, I I, I knew a little bit about your partner mentioned to me, and you've mentioned a little bit to me, so is it like a semi-knee replacement?
0: Yeah, it's basically like a knee replacement, like yeah, one down from knee replacement, yeah.
1: So, do you remember this in particular? Like, was it a step in the game? Uh, It wasn't,
0: like, one incident. It was sort of just over time, really. Mm. Um, Yeah, and, like, sort of my knee was just buggered.
1: When did you start getting the, the, like, the issues with the knee?
0: I don't don't really know. It was sort of, like, just come out the blue last season. And then I went to see the surgeon and he was sort of, like, we didn't expect it at all. Like, he was sort of, yeah, you need this operation, basically. And then but you can't play again after it. So I was like, oh shit. Like it's quite serious. Yeah.
1: how did you deal with that? Uh
0: that was tough because I didn't like I was with the physio in the room and like the physio looked at me, it was like, Oh shit. Mm. We didn't expect that. And then I was like, fuck, I didn't expect that either. But like with the surgeons, it's like black and white for them, and it was yeah. like they just straight to the point and that motions, was it. Yeah. To it. This is, yeah. yeah, so it was like, yeah, was, you need this operation to fix your knee up. Um yeah, that was pretty tough. I remember like coming up with the the meeting with the surgery and I was like fucking trying to catch my breath, sort of thing. So it was like fuck I can't play again now. And um yeah, so it sort of took me a little while to digest that. Um yeah, I literally I remember like I got home, I just started crying straight away. Mm-hmm. I was like, Fuck, that is it, sort of thing. But I think the the hard not the hardest bit was trying to tell other people then like my friends, had close friends, and family. It was like, yeah, I can't play again. And it was like, what? Like, so what? such a shock. Yeah, it? sort of thing. Um, like telling, going home, tell Jess, tell my parents. Like, and obviously, like my friends and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty. Mm. It was a bit of a shock.
1: Was it a moment of like, what's next? What do I do yeah. now? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because you sort of can't. You didn't plan for it. Like yeah. sort of. I sort of knew. I had another year and stuff like on my contract, and then it's like off. What's next, sort of thing. But then, once you everything settles down, it just it all works out in the end. So,
1: did you, um how do I say then with that? I found finishing rugby not on my terms. I found it like a breakup. Yeah, I felt like I was, I, c- I couldn't go to the rugby game for a long. I couldn't watch a match. Yeah, because it just you see, especially if it's a tight game, you're like.
0: oh. Yeah, I it. sort of i like, was funny because I went down the Arms Park a couple of times this season and being in the stand like watching it was like quite and seeing the boys and stuff you're like fuck it's quite weird like you you do miss it then so
1: and you've gone but now you've gone straight into coaching yeah
0: yeah because again I've done rugby since like seven or eight so sort of love literally love rugby so much I was like what can I do next and then an opportunity popped up as well, down Carnival Vale College mm. and up in Porth, a team up in the Valley. So nice. that popped up. It was like, well, I'd love to just keep in rugby and yeah. stay yeah. involved in rugby and try and give back a little bit. So yeah, it worked out.
1: I think that'll be interesting for you. I don't know how you're doing in it. I'm assuming you're doing well, but for someone who is such a naturally gifted player, sorry, Spat, a naturally gifted player, you don't have to think. Yeah. People like me, you yeah. had to think every part yeah. down. So for you trying to, it, this is probably really making you strengthen your skills because you've really got to break it down to someone who's yeah. maybe...
0: Yeah, you have to be fair. And, um, like The biggest thing is probably trying to make sure the boys are comfortable going into a game or mm. anything so they're relaxed and then they could just sort of, you could do so much with them but it's over to them then. But as long as they can feel confident
1: and comfortable mm. then they could just sort of try and do the best they can. That's good that's really good to you, man and am I'm, I'm i'm glad i'm glad you've transitioned out of rugby in a good manner and um it's good you got a good family around you as well yeah yeah exactly so so you see yourself this is a adventure a you like to see yourself go um, further with yeah i sort of just wanted
0: to to get my teeth stuck into it basically um and then go from there just take it as it comes but yeah i'm really enjoying it yeah probably took a couple of months to get used to it sort of being on the other side yeah than rather running about and stuff but actually trying to help and give instructions but yeah so just getting used to it and then see where it takes me
1: good man well mate I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward for you to come to the run club with Pepper yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> he's been nagging he's me he's been hounding yeah. you to come and I've seen you a couple of times obviously you're still doing your weights I don't think those arms can get any bigger he's got a, he's got 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 <laughs> a, he's got a baggy shirt uh. on right now but he can't get any bigger
0: you've got to keep training I think it's just part of like my routine mm. I think you train So long and so much, like for the last how many years, like to to stop training is weird. So, I had like six weeks off when I was on my crutches, and after that, I was like, No, I need to get back in the gym doing something. I could burn my energy (laughs) off.
1: (laughs) So, man, a couple of questions I want to ask you now as we wrap it up is just one in particular, though, is mate, throughout all your your career, which is an exceptional one, the players you come across, who is the ones in particular like that impacted you the most?
0: Um. Obviously like The Ospreys t- Team was incredible But then when I went To Bristol It was I had Dwayne Peel wow. Inside me At Scrum half, Like and he was Awesome Like he was an amazing player mm. And then I had Gavin Anson At 12 and Outside me So I was like stuck In between yeah. two Like Lions Like Lions legend So I was just stuck In between these two And then To learn Like a lot off Both of them mm. Was like incredible
1: was, was Gav very eyes up as well?
0: Yeah. He was, so that was Yeah, he used. was just so, like, probably the most talented player I've ever seen. Yeah. Just effortless in everything he did. Even in training and stuff, like, he just wouldn't... It looks like he doesn't try, but he obviously is. He, but he was so gifted. Mm. And then when he was obviously playing then he was just such a cool character. Like, he was unbelievable.
1: It's funny, right, for the spectators out there, they probably listen in... They watch players and they go... um, oh they must be calling and communicating so much but sometimes like you said less is more he might just say to give it to me early
0: yeah with him the best way to describe him he always looks like he's got time on the ball Mm. and like he he literally did is look like no one could get anyone near him like because he was just made it look so easier and when he he was on it like he was just so good and like he was just like being 21 you had Dwayne Peel at 9 and then Henson at 12 like he was just like wow
1: that's impressive. That is, and even Dwayne Peel, what a player he was.
0: Yeah, he was class.
1: He's he was um, so good. He's at the Skyless now coaching, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, the the coach that Im, that impacted your career the most. There's
0: probably a few of them. To be fair, um, top three. <laughs> good. Top. garnick was obviously up there. Oh, we've obviously named Alan Harris. Like he was awesome yeah, in school. Yeah. Um, Richard Webster, he was so good. Like, when I look back, like, the younger age, like, Garnick and Webster were so good. Mm. And then, um, probably Matt Sherratt then, like, because I literally had him since I was 21 to 31. So he sort of, he knew me inside out and knew how to get the best out of me. Mm. So, like, yeah, like, that was pretty Mm. good.
1: Good man. And finally, man, I always ask my guests, what are you grateful for?
0: Um, probably just playing... Rugby for as long as I did, sort of thing, all the way from seven to like 31. Uh, and then obviously playing professionally from when I was like 18 to 31, is probably when I was, because I come through like quite early, I sort of forget like about the younger age, the younger times, sort of thing. But yeah, just playing rugby for that massive, like most of my life, basically. So like that was pretty special.
1: Nice, man. Well, I'm grateful for you coming on today. I'm grateful, man, for, um, Impacting so many people's lives without even using your mouth, just playing. Yeah, people it, just looked it, up to that and wanted to yeah. do that. Um, and just you know, putting Bridgend on the map, we're such an an uh, untapped Well, we are a, no, we are an I'd say, not an untapped area, we're an area that has so much potential and talent. Yeah, and you were one of them. I remember watching one game f- you playing for the Ath, it, it might have been one of your first ever first team games for the Ath. Yeah, and Town Sally, yeah, and against you, and you skinned him for Tomo Tom, o. Tom o, yeah. and you skinned him and he was a, a you know an exceptional player oh, at yeah, that stage Oh awesome and I'm thinking wow like you give people like me and other people hope yeah so man I'm I'm grateful for you for your natural talent
0: Thank you very much and, all uh, yeah thank you so much bud. Thank you for having me on yeah it's been a pleasure
1: Legend dude Don't just talk it walk it. walk is on. Don't just talk it walk it don't just talk it, bark it, bark is on. Don't just talk it, bark it, bark is on.